this seat, I'm going to ask you to do something for me, and that is to greet about three people you didn't come with today. Just wrap your arms around them. Let them know you are glad to see them today, that their presence makes a difference in your life. Hallelujah. They're not invisible, but God sees them. He knows them. They are important to God's plan in the earth. Amen, amen. Now get your one person. Go ahead, grab you just one person, one person. Get you one person. And I want you to look them in the eye and I want you to tell them this. I want you to tell them this. Say, I know you're going through some things. And there's some challenges ahead. But I need you to be reminded that you rocking this. You rocking this. Amen. Go ahead and take your seats. Hallelujah. You're rocking this. You're rocking this. You're rocking this. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you will, to Matthew 14. We are going to start reading in the 28th verse. Hallelujah. Matthew 14, 28. I'm reading in the New King James Version. I'm going to ask that you stand during the reading of the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm in New King James, Matthew 14, 28. Thank you, Lord. And it reads, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Somebody say, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. You may be seated. We are in a second place. Thank you where we are finding Jesus and some concoction of a boat and water and folks being scared and doubtful. In our Bible study on Thursday night, we actually spent time in the book of Mark in the fourth chapter where we talked about Jesus being asleep on the boat with the disciples and the storm got a little wild and they got a little scared and they had to wake Jesus up because it just wasn't enough to wake him up out of his sleep to say, we're about to die. Can you, can you do something about this? And here we find a passage in Matthew, the 14th chapter, which is a completely different scenario. Jesus is not in the boat. Just the disciples are in the boat. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, the, uh, they wake up and they're like, wait a minute, somebody is over there, you know, 
on the water, on the sea. Who is that? What you know? Is it you know? And so Jesus, he speaks to them and he say, "Listen, listen, be of good cheer. It's me. Don't be scared. Okay, don't be afraid." And Peter gets bold enough to say, "Well, if it's you, then command me to come out to you on the water." In other words, I see what you're doing. I want to do it too. And so Jesus said, "Okay, then come." And Peter steps out of the boat. He begins to walk. And all of a sudden, the wind kicks up. It is so strong. It, 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 it just causes Peter to shiver. And he begins to sink. And just then, he calls out to the Lord. The Lord stretches out his hand. Now, I need you to see this. He got close enough to Jesus for Jesus to reach him. I'm going to get back to that in a second. The, the Lord snatched him up and caught him before he could sink and says, oh, yeah little faith why did you doubt and they got in the boat and the wind ceased and then everybody said okay okay we get it you're truly the son of God I want you to know that you're rocking this you gotta understand you are like Peter in the sense that there it just seemed like you, you know how God can show you something and you know that he has equipped you and empowered you to be able to accomplish it that you know that you are not destined to a lifestyle of poverty when you know God has a bigger promise for you that you have the power of life and death on your tongue that you can literally speak a word into somebody's life and captivate them to the point where they understand that God has a purpose for them. When you know there's more to you than just being the average Joe. When you understand that God has anointed you for such a time as this. There's something about your walk that's a little different. There's something about your attitude that, that sets you apart from everybody else. While there were 12 disciples on the boat, only one of them got the gumption to say, well, Lord, if it's you, I promise, Pastor, I would act right, but I just can't get my act right together today. But listen, now, if it's you, Jesus, bid me to come. There's 11 more people on the boat watching. They sitting on the bench, if you will, waiting on the star player to get up and win the game. Peter said, if, you, if it's you, Jesus, I want you to bid me to come. I want to walk out there with you because I just have this, this, this belief system that I've been with you long enough that I should be able to do what you do. I should be able to say what you're saying. I, I'm just crazy enough to believe that all this time you've been teaching us and you've been training us that just maybe I can activate what you have deposited inside of me. Maybe I can apply that word that, that you spoke over my life. Can you just bid me to come? And, and a lot of you find yourself in that place today where Jesus is saying, come. Will you trust me with your life? Will you trust me? Are you going to hold on to this thing that you've you kept holding on for so long? Or are you going to release it and allow me to show you exactly how strong I am? Are you going to abandon all that you have been taught? And some of us, if we're honest, everything that we were taught growing up was not the right thing. Are you going to abandon generations of ill thought processes? Are you going to abandon generations of misinformation? Are you going to abandon generations of self-doubt? Oh, come on. How many of y'all have been told by folk who love you and don't know no better that you ain't going to be no better than the person that came before you? Oh, come on now. If we can abandon 
taught all that we were shown that was erroneous, that was false, and grab hold to the word of God that says, I can do all things that strengthen me in Christ Jesus. Will you grab hold to the word today that says, I am the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Will you grab hold to the word of God that says that he formed me and I'm fearlessly and wonderfully made. Will you grab hold to the word that says today, I have a promise of a hope in the future for you. Will you bid me to come? Oh, you rocking this. You rocking this today. I know this is a challenge you got that you ain't never had before. I know you find yourself backed up in the corner and you got to make a decision. Am I going to stay in this boat or am I going to get out because Jesus is right there waiting for me? See, this was an altogether different boat scenario. See, the first boat scenario, there was all kind of winds and waves, and they was they was getting tossed to and fro, and they thought they was about to die, and so they woke Jesus up because they were afraid. In this scenario, there was no need to fear, no need to be afraid. Jesus was out there on the water. Everything was calm, and all they had to do was make a decision. Do you want to come too? See, sometimes we feel like we got to have to have an emergency going on in our lives. Things got to be terrible. Something, there has to be some kind of chaos happening before we call on the name of the Lord. But you got to understand your faith is intact no matter what's going on in your life. It can be a time of peace. That's not the time to stop believing God. That's when you need to believe it most. When you get that false impression that you can handle it by yourself. That's when you need God the most. When you think you got it together, baby, that's when you need to pray the hardest. When you think everything is fine, that's when you need to understand, nope, 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 I need him today more than I did yesterday. So Peter's in this boat. He's with his his fellow fellow, fellow co-workers. And he sees the boss out on the water. And he said, well, if it's you, then, then bid me to come. And so Jesus does that. And see, first of all, first of all, what we got to do when we realize that, 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 that there's something happening in our life that's different, that there's a change that needs to come, that something needs to happen, that a transformation is, we're on the cusp of transformation, is we got to be able to recognize Jesus. Can you recognize Jesus? I am going to choose to believe that the other 11 disciples couldn't truly determine and come to the conclusion whether or not it was really Jesus and that's why they never even took a step outside of the boat. But Peter could immediately recognize that that was the Savior. Can you recognize Jesus in your life? Oh my God. Can you recognize when God has opened up an avenue for you to walk through? Can you recognize is Jesus speaking to you when he's talking to you late in the midnight hour when you woke up and you can't go back to sleep? Do you recognize the voice of Jesus? Can you see when the sky is parting and the clouds are parting and the sun is shining that Jesus is showing you that there is a better day on the horizon can you recognize Jesus you got to be able to recognize Jesus second thing is Peter decided he was going to walk 
You got to be willing to make the steps. See, it could have just been enough for Peter to recognize that it was Jesus. And he decided, okay, well, that is Jesus. I'm just going to sit here and chill in the boat with the rest of y'all. But Peter made a decision. He was willing to take a step outside the boat. Never underestimate the power of one step. Never underestimate the power of your decision. Yes, your decision that you, you gotta understand there's power in every decision you make. Do you understand if you just take a little step back in your mind over the past few years of your life that there was one small decision that had a big impact on your life? Your decision, the power of your next decision is powerful enough to impact your entire life. So never underestimate the power of one step. Peter took one step outside of the boat and that took a completely different change on what was getting ready to happen right then and there. If he'd have stayed in the boat, we wouldn't even been talking about it. All we'd have been talking about was Jesus was out there on the water. But because Peter made the decision that he was going to be the one to take the step, I'm going to have enough faith to walk out of this boat just because you told me to come. Do you have enough faith today to follow the voice of God when he bids you to come? Do you have enough gumption to take that one step and trust that he's going to lead you on the rest of them? God, I've never done it before. Congratulations. Neither had Peter. Well, I've never seen it done before. Well, congratulations. Neither had Peter. I don't have a category for this. I can't Google it. It's not on Wikipedia. I just don't know. What am I supposed to do? You're supposed to trust God. Nobody in my family has ever done this before. That's all right. No one in Peter's had done it either. But Jesus is bidding you in this hour, in this season, to trust him enough to come. You say, why are you saying you rock in this? You got to understand the name uh, Peter means rock. Peter means rock. So when I say you're rocking this, you're about to be Peter. You can ready to rock this in your life because you're going to respond to the call of God. You're going to take that step. When God says, you're going to take that step in faith and just follow his voice just like Peter did. You got to understand that you are Peter in this scenario. You got to take the step outside the boat no matter who else does it. It's going to be a lot of people that don't go where you go. It's going to be a lot of people that don't do what you do. It's going to be a lot of folk just sitting on the sideline watching and waiting to see what's going to happen. It's all right. Peter, he gets out of the boat. He takes a step. The wind begins to blow, and it's so strong, it causes him to, to become fearful. He gets afraid. And it's the, the, the thing in the passage of the word that says he saw that the wind was boisterous. He's out on the sea. There's no trees blowing out there. How do you see the wind being boisterous? He saw that the wind was boisterous. Meaning he saw in the eye of the spirit. And that's what caused him to get fearful is because he began to think about everything that could go wrong. 
he became afraid because he felt like the wind could cause him to get off balance and he would fall in the water and exactly that's what happened his greatest fear happened because he stepped that quickly out of faith into fear how many of us have stepped from faith to fear just that fast we were so confident we were so strong we just knew God was going to do what he was going to do and just a little bit of wind caused us to back up and be like I don't know I don't know. I know they said if he did it before, he'll do it again. But did he even do it before? And we begin to get fearful and doubtful. And many times when you've heard this passage of scripture before, there's so much emphasis put on the fact that, that Peter was doubtful and that he was fearful. But I want you to understand this. Peter had enough sense to cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, save me. You're going to fall. Can I help you? The Bible says trouble will come. You're going to make mistakes. The Bible tells us that even a righteous man falls, but he gets back up. Stop fearing the fall. Can you tell somebody beside you that? Stop fearing the fall. You gonna fall. You're not gonna be perfect. It's gonna happen. You're gonna make mistakes. Things are gonna come. You're gonna make bad decisions. You're gonna make bad de de choices. But you gotta understand this. If you are able to recognize that it's Jesus, if you are able to even take an opportunity to take that step, then you also have the ability to recognize when it's time to call on the name of Jesus and let him know, I need some help. Peter has sense enough to recognize, oh, I got to call on the name of the Lord. I'm not going to be able to save myself out of this situation. The other 11 clowns in the boat ain't going to save me. I got to ask Jesus to come help me right now. And the Bible tells us that Jesus reached out to him to get him out of the water. Now, again, the, the thing that really, really caught my attention was the fact that Peter took a step outside the boat. And most of the time, people leave that story right there. But you got to look at the parameter of everything. Jesus was far enough away from them for them to have to ask, is it you? Peter said, if it's you, bid me to come. The Bible didn't say that Jesus took a step at all toward the boat. All he said to Peter was what? Come. So that means Peter didn't take one step. Peter had to take several steps to get to Jesus. And when he got so close to Jesus, all of a sudden the wind came and scared him into believing that he could make it all the way. He was close enough to Jesus that all Jesus had to do was reach out and pull him out the water. Can I tell you, you're so close. You're so close. You're thinking you far away and you're right up on your destiny. You're right there. That's why you're rocking this. See, the enemy wants you to believe that you're so far away, that you're so far behind you can't get caught up. He wants you to believe you ain't got what it takes. He wants you to believe that your faith ain't enough to get you to the finish line. But the devil is a liar and a defeated foe. I need you to understand that you are closer to Jesus than you think. You are closer to the promise than you anticipate. I need you to know you are rocking this simply because God has equipped you for such a time as this. 
He has given you every single thing that you need. You got to understand why there's 11 people in the boat watching you. They're watching you sink. But let me tell you something. Just at the moment that Peter began to sink, his help was on the way. I don't care what folks say. I don't care what they do. Honey, they can watch you. They can talk about you. They can laugh at you. But the one thing they can't do is stop you. They can't stop you from getting to Jesus. They can't stop you from getting to your promise. They can't stop you. Because you're going to rock this. You're going to rock this. My God. Jesus, he said to, to, to Peter, he said, Oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? He said the same thing in Mark, the fourth chapter, to the disciples. Oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt me? And I'm going to ask you the same thing today. Why doubt? Why doubt when you got so many reasons to believe? So many examples he has shown in your life. You don't even need to borrow anybody else's testimony. You got your own testimony. If I was to go one at a time throughout this room, my God, we wouldn't have enough time if you told us every little single thing God has done in your life to prove to you and show you he loves you with an unconditional love, that he has a promise for you, that he has shown you your destiny, that he keeps rescuing you even when you don't even deserve to be rescued, that he keeps covering your life even when you don't even deserve to be covered. You can testify from sunup to sundown and still not have enough time to tell all of the goodness of Jesus in your life. With all of that bottled up inside of you, why doubt? Why doubt? I want to encourage you today. I want to inspire you. I want to empower you. But most of all, what I want to do today is provoke you to get an attitude of faith about yourself and know that you are going to rock this because God has designed and destined you to do so. He wants you to win. He wants you to do it on purpose. Don't despise your small beginnings. I know it seems insignificant, but it's not. God is going to use every aspect in your life. Nothing will be wasted. Nothing will be lacking. Not one thing. Not one thing. Not one thing. Don't you worry about your past. God is going to use that as a witness of his divine grace over your life. Don't you worry about trying to clean up your mess up. He's going to use that to tell about his mercy and his grace. His forgiveness. Because he made you a water walker. He made you a wind regulator. Don't you let that storm back you up into a corner. Thinking it's going to take you out. 
when you serve, El Shaddai, who is more than enough, more than enough. There's no storm greater than him. Hallelujah. Come on, stand to your feet. I know what it's like to feel like the challenge before you is insurmountable, that it is 